Hi guys, welcome to November Fox Shop. Uh, you're here with the two mics. Um, unfortunately, we've had a few uh, of our other guys uh, temporarily indisposed. Uh, they're on their way. Um, well, we hope they're on their way. Lance is definitely on his way. Uh, not sure about Paul at the moment. Um, but yeah, so, uh, oh, right, Lance, I'll just add him in now. Hi, Lance. Yo, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, so, yeah, just doing a quick introduction. So, uh, I'm Mike, uh, Mike Fraser. Uh, I go by 9Volt. Uh, Mike, if you'd like to take a next. Hello, I'm uh, Mike Marden. Um, no surprises, I go by Mike Marden 77 on Instagram. Nothing, uh, no call signs, no flashiness involved there. Um, I think, you know, what you see is what you get. And uh, Lance Purcell, um, also the Punish One on Instagram. Uh, reason for the call sign was trying to keep the airsoft separate from the personal, but it's just sort of blurred into one now. So uh, either either works well for me. So, yeah, welcome along, everybody. Cool. So there, this is a, a bit of a rebrand from last week on the basis that we have a slight technological fail. So uh, this is, you know, brand new episode 1.1. Yay. <laughs> so we're probably going to cover some sort of grounds that we did a little bit last week because this one will actually go on YouTube this week as well. Yeah. Um, think of it as like that Dad's Army episode that, you know, was kind of lost in the early era when they, <laughs> uh, they had a bit of a clear out. And then, uh, yeah, we're, so we're, like, we're like that. Um, so first off, I was hoping we could talk about... Uh, kind of a stories any little stories of how you got into airsoft or milsons or anything exciting like that like a little personal gambit so, so staring at Martin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some sums between the pair of you. So, so <laughs> I, I suppose there's two parts to that question, isn't there? How did I get into airsoft? Um, best mate of mine um, just decided to to give it a go. Um, you know, so just, just you know, gave me a shout one day, and, and I was hooked. You know, hooked before sort of even started. Really, he told me about airsoft. Um, as you do, you go online, do your research, and I thought, you know, this, this suits me, dressing up as a soldier, you know, running around in the woods and um, shooting your friends, um, is, is appealing, you know, so, so sort of, that was my start, that was 2015, um, you know, went sort of regularly skirmishing for a couple of times a month for, for majority uh, of sort of sites across Kent, um, sort of found myself going to one particular site more, more often than not, um, and just enjoyed it really, and then the marshals sort of started talking to me about what, what a milsim was, um, you know, and would I be up for it, and they was doing a bit of a tester of a 24 hour, um, yeah, I signed me up, um, sort of went on my own, sort of got sort of put along with a, a sort of like-minded bunch of lads and um, sort of went from there really sort of had a really good 24 hours really enjoyed it felt I pushed myself personally and wanted to do more of it so you know lo and behold the, the 24 hours become 48 hours and beyond really so that was 2016 um, you know, I like to think I've done done a fair share of sort of local milsims. And, um, you know, I think part of for me for 2021 is getting out to more events and more sort of far reaching events away from the local haunts in Kent um, as well. So, so yeah, but that's me really. So, so brilliant. And um, obviously look, look for, looking forward to, to gassing and uh, chatting all things airsoft and airsoft milsim on a weekly basis. Very nicely done, mate. Um, well, from my point of view, I uh, um, sort of, well, sort of stumbled across airsoft, if I'm honest. I, uh, family business, um, dealing firearms, is that and the other, etc. No names mentioned, of course. Um, and, uh, I got a call, uh, regarding a Umarex MP5A3 two tone, blue black, and a Beretta 92 orange and black gas blowback pistol. I wondered if it was something that interested me. I'd never heard of airsoft at the time. And I've, uh, a friend of mine, Daniel, who's also in our 013 Alpha Punishers team, um, he'd done it a couple of times before and sort of said, yeah, it's actually really, really good. And you're probably, it's probably right up your street. And I thought, well, 
look, we've got this deal. We get this and that for 150 pounds, something like that, whatever it was at the time. He's like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. So we got these uh, little two-tone MP5s and the two-tone sidearm. We took ourselves off to a, I think it was Apocalypse down in Sittingbourne for our first event. And uh, yeah, never looked back, really. Turned up with our brightly coloured weapons and run around the forest for a few hours. And it was wicked fun. And I thought, yeah, I never, like I said, I never even heard of Airsoft until I um, had this conversation with a friend of mine regarding these two-tone weapons. And it's uh, developed since then. And um, it was a couple more events at Apocalypse. And then I was speaking to the big man, John Davies, regarding Milsims. And again, something else I'd never heard of before. Like He gave me the brief outline of what is a Milsim. And I said, yeah, that sounds like a bit of me. Uh, again, and once again, gave that a go. Fell in love with it straight away. And Milsim's sort of been where I've been ever since that. And that was five, six years ago now. So, yeah, it's been a, a fun but expensive journey so far. <laughs> <laughs> So I think for me, I, I've been sort of playing around with the skirmishing and stuff for a little while. Um, but the, the story I really want to tell is uh, uh, my brother and I rocked up to our first meal sim. And we had packed so much stuff. I, we had Bergens just absolutely brimming with stuff to the point of, you know, couldn't really stand up properly, like to get off the ground, needed help. I was the same. And, um, <laughs> yeah. But the team we always, because um, we, we, you know, we didn't really know anywhere else there. We were like, yeah, let's just give it a go. Um, they rocked up and they just had pistols. We're like, what? What is this? And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. This is all we need for the weekend. And genuinely, we were flabbergasted. We were like, what have we joined? Like some sort of like airsoft SAS or something like that. You know, just <laughs> foraging for berries and things. So we got we got all the way up the other end of the site. It took us about half an hour to, to lug all of our stuff up there because they were also moving tactically, which try try kneeling with a Bergen on that, that was weighed this heavy. I mean, it must have weighed a tonne. Trying to kneel and then get back up again. It was an absolute nightmare. Got up there and they parked their car at the back of the site. So literally all their stuff was just like within walking distance of their like a two minute little jaunt. I was like, oh, oh absolutely no, no with it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this this was a, this was also Apocalypse um, back when they had Zone 2. Zone 2, I think. The, the yeah, yeah. far one open. I think, I think for anyone who's getting into airsoft, uh, Apocalypse seems to be that baptism of fire, especially that sodding hill, mm. that oh, first yeah. hill. It, hill. It, 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 it makes or breaks <laughs> you, doesn't it? By, you know, by the time you're at the top with all of your gear, whether it be skirmish or from a mill sim, you know, you're either thinking, this is great and this is for me, and I push myself, or, you know what, pff, I'm a little bit too old, I'm a little bit too unfit and too fat <laughs> for this. Because so, uh, I usually just sit at the bottom and wait for a four before to come past, and it's like, <laughs> wave, excuse me. Yeah. So, Mike, I don't know if you were at the Falklands one they did there. Mm, I was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, well, when you say Falklands, I didn't do the, the most recent Falklands, but there was one. No, the last, very first one. The first, first one, one, yes. Yeah, I was yeah, there for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so for those that don't know Apocalypse, um, it's got a very, very steep, muddy hill um, leading up to the site. It's a yeah, good site, um, but the, the hill is a bit of a bind. Um, the Falklands one was trying to replicate the Falklands landings, whereby... Lance and about sort of six or seven others of us had to storm up the hill in full kit with all the Bergens. Um, now, I mean, the APOC mill sims are sort of proper woodland camping mill sims, so they, you know, it's not something that um, you rock up. It's like uh, like the Legion events in Longmore or something like that. You know, you're not staying a house or with a cot or something like that. It's all proper camping. Oh my word, that was a nightmare. The Bergens came off in the first thirty seconds, not firing out of them. That was a that's it, yeah. We ended up using them as barricades. Like, well, ditch your burgers, ditch your burgers. For God's sake, just ditch your burgers. <laughs> We're never going to get up this hill. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, it was good. That's a good a, event. It, it, it was a great event. I suppose. Why was it a great event? Me personally, there was there was you know the time of year it was. You know, it was end of November, wasn't it? So it was cold. It was, and yeah, yeah. There, there was there was a lot. Of, I mean, we was fortunate it didn't rain, but there was a, a lot of moisture in the air. Um, but and I think from that, you know, there was only limited numbers, and actually that really worked. Huge site. Um, you know, with what it was like a dozen aside possibly, um, but it was just. Full on, wasn't it? I mean, you know, it was, you, you yeah. got Dominic you guys, in the chat there. So it was just that was one of his first events. And, and you guys had to be on the attack all the time, you know, and you had to take take from it. Was hard, it was hard, it was really, it was a hard event. It was a really hard event, like you said, because of the, the small numbers that you had to take part and the amount of ground that you had to cover. So you were spreading yourourselves thin. And obviously, taking when you when you when you established your beachhead, you had to hold that for two hours, which could then within that two hours, that could be counter attacked. And if you were pushed back out of it, once you retook it, it was another two hours. Clock started again. So, you know, you could be fighting there for a long, long time until you took your next objective. And then from then on, it starts progressing. But, um, but yeah, that was that was a hard event, very hard event. But, but thought, enjoyable, think, very enjoyable. Yeah, but, but I think, you know, look, all, all credit to you guys being, you know, for me, what is on the opposing team was, you know, you, you got to the last FOB, you know, and it went down to the wire, didn't it? You know, <laughs> it you know, did, for, it really you know, did. Fortunately for me, you never took it. But, you know, and that, but that's how close it was, wasn't it? You know, well, we, it couldn't, was we, couldn't, we couldn't win the whole event, could we? Well, exactly. You know, you know. Not out of 10 ain't bad, is it? And, oh, and yeah. you know, if I think for any, from anyone that's familiar with that site, there is a lot of, there is a lot of structures and a lot of FOBs. So to cover all of that ground with limited people and to get, you know, to, to the final final fob, you know, before index, you know, was was commendable. And again, that final fob, fair. Mike, has got a, is another another hill to fight up with that fob, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, yeah, that's so, an absolute you know, shit that one as well. Yeah, so. yeah, and you're shot to by that point. You are literally shot to pieces, aren't you? <laughs> the yeah. legs, the knees, the ankles. Just like, oh, I can't do that. Don't yeah, let me go yeah. back up there again. Yeah, just crying <laughs> your way up the final assault. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, you're suddenly reminded again of, of how old you are, you know, or how old and uh, how unfit you know you're, or how fit you think you're not. So, yeah, but uh, you know, that, that, was, that was a good one. And I think, you know, look, for, for a lot of people joining, you know, it, it's, you know, do, do a bit of research on Milsims, isn't it? Because they vary so much. You know, we're talking about one which was 10, 11 aside, you know, given the time of year. But, you know, you guys, you know, me, we've been to ones where there's, you know, 60, 60, 70 people type of thing. Mm. So they do vary. And um, like you say, um, that Falklands event, I think there probably could have been more people attended had it been a different time of year. But um, yeah. again, you you've got to remember that if you haven't got the kit or the experience sort of thing of being outdoors in in them temperatures, where during the day yeah it could sit quite comfortably at nine ten, but then it can drop to below freezing at night time, and you're not really set up for that, then you know you could be you could cause yourself a lot of problems. And I think a lot of people took the smart decision of saying, look, I'd love to take part, but I'm not quite set up for that sort of event yet, where it's a bit more of a harder routine. And I need a bit more, you know, winter kit, if you like, rather than being able to get away with a jungle bag and a, and, a, and this and that during the spring, summer months. So yeah. I think people made some good decisions to, to not attend it, not because they didn't want to, obviously, but obviously to, to wait until they got the correct kit. Um, and obviously keep them safe and obviously they're not going to be relying on other people and it's obviously stopping the game for them as well. So yeah, yeah, kudos to them. And, and obviously, since you've started Milson, yeah, are you in a position to say you've got all of the correct kit now or is it still evolving? Oh, go on, Mike. You can't, you can't ask an airsofter if they've got enough kit. Blimey. <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say it enough. No, no. no, but he said, you know, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I for me, I don't think I'll ever have the right kit. I think there'll always be uh, that one thing that you go, oh, yeah, I'm definitely bringing that next time. Because mm. the situation changes. You know, you've got difference in weather. 
Um, you know, you, you could plan for a really dry weekend. You look at the weather forecast. Oh, it's going to be really lovely and sunny. It's going to be a banging weekend. And you get that one shower come down. You're like, oh, absolutely drenched. Mm, um, so, you know, or, and there was that one Milton where it snowed. Like, no one was expecting snow, but it just snowed overnight. And everyone's just like, you know, shoveling snow off the tents the next morning. That's it, so, minus um, eight got down to. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, it's all about, I think, a bit of balance. Um, I think one of the things that works really well is if you've got a, a sort of an established team is trying to share some kit. Um, so I know with sort of the Punishers, um, the team, we sort of have a few sort of bits and pieces that we share. It's so like water um, carriers, whatever they're called. I can't remember. Jerry cans, the water. Yeah, um, yeah we got we got big team jerry cans that we bring up with us now. Um, that's fun to lug up the hill. Mm. Just pointed that one out. Um, just to chuck a 20-gallon drum on the back as well. Yeah, just to add to the yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> so, how about you, Mike? Is there anything anything that you sort of, you think that... Uh, well, like, like you say, you know, for me, everything evolves. I think, you know, you, you think you're in a position where you've got everything you need for an event and then all of a sudden a different event that comes along so you need to sort of adapt um you know I, you know have, have i got enough yeah of course i have and um, do i need more of course i do um but i think i think you know it's an evolution isn't it really you know it's um oh, sure yeah you know i think you know the things you know, like anything technology doesn't stand still um you know the airsoft community market doesn't stand still so you know if i look back to to my kit on the first mill sim to where it is now you know it, it's it's miles apart you know and, and well i say the same in four years time if i'm still airsoft and, and mill simming absolutely you know things would have changed so but you know i must admit you know 2020 being a very very strange year that it's been you know uh, i've been working you know from home since march now you know and i do a quite considerable trek into london when i used to be working in the office but you know so i've been able to save some money which is good but you know i save money but then reinvest it into airsoft so you know i think 2020 has been a case of you know take stock of what i've got is what i've got fit for purpose if it's not then you know like, again the great thing about airsoft is there is a far reaching secondhand market so i've been able to you know pass on to the bits that, that i don't need anymore you know obviously update and evolve the bits that i do want and then obviously you know looking forward into next year to say well actually you know what what type of events do i want to be doing then i can actually start to plan kit for that as well mm -hmm. so i think and again you know that that's just probably important that you know it's not always for every mill in one size fits all is it you know again you've got so many different variables whether it's time of the year being one of the big things but actually you know we know there's different events where you actually get to sleep in buildings events where you're out on the ground events where you are constantly on the go with no fixed fob exactly. so you know yeah. i've sort of been, been able to sort of you know sort of face into a bit of that and sort of say well actually let's look at what i want to do next year and have i got sort of all bases covered you know and it doesn't mean having thousands and thousands of pounds worth of excess gear it's just having the right gear that you know this is a particular piece of kit i can use again and again and again yeah. or actually there's a few bits i've actually just spend that little bit more money on that i know i'm going to use it for a particular long more-esque type type of event as well so but yeah, it never ends does it really absolutely yeah you're, you're constantly changing like you say constantly changing and evolving and um and different formats of kit, like you say, depending on what you're doing. Maybe it's like a very hard routine meal sim where you can expect not to get much sleep. So do you require to have a full sleep system, cot bed and all that? No, you could probably get away with a, just a bivy bag, uh, a duvet jacket and just hunker down as well, wherever you can really to get that extra hours kit if you can get it. You know, like for Longmore, for example, you get a two-hour rotation. So you are you do have a two-hour downtime or possibly a three-hour downtime. I can't remember, but that very rarely gets to be the full two or three <laughs> hours. It's usually within like a 
45 minutes and you're just starting to shut your eyes. It's like, yeah, you suddenly, you, you're QRF, you need to go. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> okay. Best bit of so, kit. Yeah. Best bit of kit for that one is having a teammate to sleep on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just back to back, just leaning against each other somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That, that's where the gentlemen with, uh, you know, large, larger midriffs always come in handy, don't they? They always get snug up. They... <laughs> So, gents, we obviously touched on a few airsoft events that uh, sort of stood out for us um, as being particularly good ones. What What do you think makes a good event? Oh, blimey. Oh, I, I got some, the, the big one for me is just probably people's engagement and temperament. Um, yeah. you, you know, and that, and that can be from, you know, the, the more experienced player to, you know, the, the first time around. And, you know, I think if you turn up with, you know, the right temperament that it is only a game and if I get shot, then so be it. And there's no emotion attacked, attached to it. Um, and, and are there to contribute, you know, that, that, that's, that's the two big things that I sort of look for. You know, I think we've, we've mentioned it before that, yeah, you know, got a young family at home and, um, you know, so if I'm in a position where, you know, I'm, I'm, spending a couple of days away from my family you know and i'm equally financially investing in the event and i want some sort of quantifiable return on investment you know so a it's turning up to say you know that i'm here i need to contribute i'll get stuck in whether that be in role play elements whether it's the battles whether it's stag duty you, you, you name it it's just about the temperament and and you know sort of knowing what i've signed up for and most events will have some sort of precursor of what the scenarios are going to be or what yeah, the is going to be how the weekend's going to play out you know to me sam well actually i'm part of a team you know i i am here to add value and add benefit to that team in the way that probably best suits me and best suits the team as well but it's just it's just rocking up with, with that correct temperament yeah, sure. And yeah, like you say, um, a positive attitude towards it, and you, you'll only get out of the Milson what you'll put into it. And you know, if when it comes to, and you've got, and you've got to throw yourself. I think you've, for me, you've got to throw yourself into it, sort of a hundred percent. You know, even a hundred ten percent. Because the minute you start going, well, oh, no, I'm not doing that, then it's going to fall on someone else to have to do it, and it's going to sort of start spoiling it for other people. So it's you've got to be very conscious of your actions and how it's going to affect other people's weekends. It's not just obviously it's about, obviously it's about you, what you, what you want to get out of it personally, but then your actions of not taking part and not getting involved and not doing it. The gentleman side of it, like being gentleman about taking your hits and you know, conducting yourself out in the field and how that's going to impact on other teams and individuals as well. So, um, I mean, think for me, a, a, a good mill sim is one that's well run, obviously one that's fair, and one that really doesn't put up with any shit, be that from anyone who's new, obviously they'll get a little bit of rope because obviously they're new to it. You know, fair enough, you make a mistake. But it's um, more senior players, if you like. Um, yeah, just the, some of the Madonnas and just the, um, the bitchiness about it and all that. They, they, I can't stand that at any event sort of thing, really, for me. It's just going to be a well a well run event, and um, obviously, and just fair play, fair play, and just everyone out to enjoy themselves, and obviously get out what they put in, and obviously because we've all spent the money to go, and um, and it's important that we all enjoy it and get as much enjoyment out of it as possible. Definitely. What about yourself, Mike? What, what, what's your what's your so, opinion on that? I, I I like the role play, and I don't mean that in a weird, creepy way. Yeah, yeah, no, um, you absolutely do. <laughs> I mean it in a little bit of a weird, creepy way. Um, <laughs> no, but I like I like events where. I mean, you know, we're all there playing toy soldier, effectively, aren't we? Though, sort of just dressing up as camouflage, like we do as kids, and running around the woods with some guns, um, toy guns, obviously. Um, but 
for me, it's like you know some of the events where you are. Uh, if you're if you're playing NATO, you know, and you're patrolling through a town, and there's an actual market with people trying to sell you sweets, um, or like fruit, fruit and veg. Veg. <laughs> yeah, fruit and veg. Oh, yeah, I, honestly, honestly, the most fruit I've ever eaten has been on a Milsim event, and it was one of the ones again, APOC, where somebody just rocked up with an entire grocery stall and just sort of started selling. It, it literally was crates and crates yeah. of fruit, wasn't it? Yeah. I've never, I've it never was. had that much fruit in my life. <laughs> yeah, and the, 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 you know, and the, the vitamin C intake for that weekend was fantastic. Yeah, um, it's pineapple. <laughs> Uh, we, 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 we was quite fortunate that one of the guys um, who, who was on uh, was Taliban, that the DEA cartel? Or was that it, Taliban? It was, it, Taliban. It was Taliban one, um, and a guy called Felipe. Um, I think as as part of his job, he yeah, he, I remember he, now. Yeah, he's involved. In, you know, I don't know. You know, I can't really comment because I don't know. But all I know is that you know he, he regularly comes up with with lots of fruit, um, <laughs> and and you know, and I think it was just great to say that you know, a he bought the fruit and and everyone helped themselves. You know. They NATO and, and Taliban alike, you know, over the weekend. But B, you know, it come in as a bit of a prop, and B and C, you know, we we blew some of it up a few times. So well, that was, uh, I, was yeah. say, I, mean, I think, yeah, uh, someone did get a, an exploding orange to the face when they yeah. some some <laughs> some some genius thought it'd be a great idea to plant an IED under a tray of fruit, and <laughs> that was priceless. Yeah, I think that was actually Dan who got that. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, got, we just got a comment from someone called Louise just saying that the Polish one's definitely got enough kit. Oh, that would be, be the wife, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she has no you know, idea. She has no idea. Just, just off the record, you know, I'm not sure your your wife's not listening now, but remember, everything in airsoft costs less than hundred pounds. Absolutely, absolutely does. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, we won it in a raffle. Yeah, uh, well, uh, it was a giveaway. Yeah. Yes. Oh, was my, my best one's usually flash sale. That's yeah. your flash sale. Oh, was it? Yeah, absolutely was. <laughs> this is it. Or oh, you've been gifted it, you know, you yeah. see sponsorship and all of that. <laughs> yeah, anything from now when it turns up. Mike Marden gave it to me. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, change, changing the topic of conversation slightly, I mm. believe you brought something to talk about. You brought some oh, show I, and tell. Well, I, I did. I suppose, you know, it was one of those things that, in airsoft everyone talks about what is your one essential piece of kit um you know and it doesn't have to be high-end gucci you know do you know what yeah, i was yeah. going to bring my chair but I, I, it's downstairs i'm just not going to go so, so for me you know <laughs> i don't know I've, I've got live props etc so rager files just saying that his scarlight was 50 quid um absolutely that's bargain in the century mate yeah, actually that's quite expensive for the tm scarl yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so for me, you know, for show and tell, you know, what, what is my one key thing for airsoft that you know is just the, the dependable sort of trusty steed? And for me, it's one of these, and I don't know how well it's going to come out on the camera. But it's, called, it's called a, it's called a gas pedal, which you know some some people use it, some people don't. So I'll, I'll get for better context. So it's a it's a it's a gas gas pedal. It's made by a company called FMA that does a lot of repro stuff, and it's like you can get them for like a couple of quid. So for me, you know, a, a, what, what actually is it and, and, and what is the benefit I actually get from it? So again, going back to the prop piece, let me just do a bit, quick bit of adjustment. So for me, the gas, the gas pedal, it goes on to sort of any sort of 20 mil sort of weaver Picatinny mount. And again, I don't know how well this is going to come out. So on the side of the gun, where are we? Hold on. 
let's go back this way here is the gas pedal just up here so oh, some yeah. people some people will have will have a foregrip so I, I don't like foregrips i find when you're holding a foregrip and holding your, your stock and that um you know and the trigger i feel that when i've got it on a foregrip it feels very very unnatural for me i just don't like holding things like that it feels uncomfortable so for me the foregrip the gas pedal just allows me to wrap it around the end of the barrel much more comfortably and it's a much more sort of natural position for your hand now i think obviously how did i get into this well i think it probably started um when i bought bought my tokyo marine uh, mk46 their, their lmg which is a it's an exceptionally heavy gun um you know for me i'm, I'm quite small so i haven't got the longest of arms in the world and actually i found when you, you know i wanted a foregrip on the mk46 and it was here but then you had the um the magazine obviously your box mag here and it was a real sort of unnatural sort of hold so i guess just went it's for the a gas real wide frame holding the, like, yeah, and so, so, so this is an srs which i've got but it just works on everything you know for the srs for sniping it just allows me to have a real real steady hold of the barrel on the mk46 it's just a much more comfortable position to be holding and i've got a scar l as well which again is a bit of a bigger gun and again for me it just feels like it's a bit more of a natural holding position with mm. my thumb just over the top like you know like a gas pedal and i can then wrap the barrel underneath and it's just so much more comfortable and for what is like a couple of quid for me it was just an absolute sort of revelation of, of a piece of kit and you know it's the one thing that whenever i'm buying a new a new rifle and um, you know not not, not an smg anything bigger than that because you know smg you can see no benefit of it but for me it's just for a couple of quid and um, repro it just sits it feels natural and it just means i can hold the gun a lot more steadier sniping it's brilliant because you don't want too much movement for the variation of mm. your bb trajectory and for the mk46 it's definitely a comfort thing and then for the scar again it just suits so but yeah that, that that's for me really nice uh Rage was just asking does that not make my forearm ache after holding a while like that it doesn't to be fair again it just feels a bit more of a natural hold i'm just trying to picture um, so what does your thumb run linear down the side then your four fingers run underneath yeah but if, if i was to do but that's not too dissimilar as to how you'd hold it for Sound me, it, it, just, it just feels for me when I'm sort of. Uh, it looks a bit rude when I'm doing <laughs> that. on this are amazing. <laughs> so if I'm, just, if I'm just holding it. Yeah. yeah. So for me, because you're sort of like that, aren't you? You've got one on the trigger and you've got yeah. one up the front. So, you know, some people will, will prefer to hold it like that. And that for me doesn't work. It feels like. Mike, I'm... stop it. <laughs> not you, <laughs> the other Mike. So, <laughs> so for me, that 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 position holding a foregrip doesn't work. And and again, like I say, the driver for me was that when you've got the MK forty six with the with the the box mag sort of hitting my forearm anyway, it was a completely unnatural fit. So just to sort of like hold it up like that, I'm actually sort of supporting the you know the rifle barrel with a lot more sort of weight look at that mike's loving this we're loving the hand i'm not hand looking at it. i've got my hand up over <laughs> that side of my screen so so, so you know that, that, does it make my <laughs> forearm ache after holding it a while not like i know of you know for me it's just probably a personal preference thing it's it's the way that i prefer to hold hold the rifle hold the barrel of the gun it has its advantages for when sniping because i just hold that barrel dead 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 straight and, and without any movement and if the mk46 it, it's a real comfort thing but as i said it's personal preference and you know what i would say is you know for the sake of a couple of quid you know try it you know definitely you might... worth a try i think yeah 
you know, just, just you know, and I was so yeah, that, that was my effectively, you know, my show until I could talk about the SRS in the background all day long. But no, you know, it's not an essential. You know, the gas pedal for me is the That's essential. That's a great quirky little item. Yeah, I love things like that. Things that make your game better. Absolutely. Did that come off like a, a proper shop website, um, or is it like a uh, online auction special that we can't comment? No, it, um, well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was, I, I, t- I took a trip down to Camo Raids, um, and for anyone that, that, that may, may or may not be aware of Camo Raids, they're an uh, airsoft um, specialist, and they specialise in, in Tokyo, Marui, based in Essex, um, and it was just in a showroom, you know, it's one of those wonderful showrooms, you walk in and you've got three walls worth of Tokyo, Marui, and, and for me, that's just, it's like heaven, to be fair, um, and I just saw one, and I was like, you know, and it was on a Scar H, and I sort of said to the, you know, one of the guys, there so you know what's that and he's like a gas pedal and i was like what's the benefit of that and he said well pick it up and try it and um, you know here's here's a riff with you know a forearm foregrip sorry and here's one with a gas pedal you know it's just a preference thing and for me it was just it, it fitted straight away and it, for me it's just been that one thing that you know it, it, for every riff i've got which has got a decent size it, it will be you know the gas pedal so but as i said it's it for me it's purely preference and um, you know i'm not the biggest bloke in the world i haven't got particularly long arms so you know it's more of a comfort thing for me that you know i'm not just sort of holding a foregrip in a bit of a what i feel an unnatural position so yeah personal preference that's all it is mm. well, I, I brought something to show as well this is my. I feel, I feel terrible now. <laughs> I bought a Barco Laplander folding saw. Um, now, one of the benefits is this: is that for some of the Milsons I've been on, um, we've actually had to build little barricades and stuff while we're there. Yep. I don't know if you can hear me when my camera randomly cuts out. Um, but this this little thing is it's great. So it's good for you know woodwork um, in terms of like when you're um, cutting down some little branches and stuff for a fire. Um, it's good for forming any sort of like nice little saw cuts to make little barricades and stuff like that. Um, I don't have loads to talk about, to be honest. Like, there's no story behind it or anything like that. You know, that's cool. I, I take a folding saw with me as well. And yeah. for that very reason, if you're making cover, if you've got to dig in and, and you've got to put some cover over you, then that's perfect. A uh, small saw for cutting, cutting anything like that, any obstacles out of the way or anything like that. Yeah, no, it's cool, mate. Nice. Like it, like it. And what about yourself, Lowe? I appreciate, obviously, there's no show and tell from you, but, you know, is there a particular... Yeah. Particular piece of kit that you've just been always to. Oh, what's that? Two three grenade launcher. There he is. Under barrels. Yeah, under slung. That's a, that's a bit. That's a nice little bit of fun. I actually, just found that. I, I was actually looking for that. And then, over there. what type but, of things? Do you, what type of things do you run for it, Lance? You do moss carts or or tag uh, launches or mainly just the. Uh, oh, where's that gone? I just dropped it. Give me two seconds. Hang on. Sean's, Sean's just commented a bottle of blood. It, it, I mean, yeah, definitely an important item. To be fair, we we should invite Sean onto the stream. He's got probably a lot more Milsim experience than most of us. Oh. I'm sure he wouldn't just have a bottle of blood. He'd have a crate of Stella blessing. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Those little bad boys there. Fine. And what? And what? And excuse me, Lance. Lance, what is that? Is it? Is it? Ex- so you load it. Yeah. Tell you what, I can make Lance bigger. Hang on. Uh... Oh, don't make me any bigger than I already am. Oh, Dude, Mike, you made yourself bigger. Right. We're still playing with the tech here. Solo layer. There we go. There we go. There we go. So what? You load. You load. You load that with BBs, and it shoots. That's out it. BBs, gas, CO two, and that just empties all those chambers of BBs. I think each chamber holds about ten. So there's probably around. 
80 to 100 BBs if you're very uh, regimental with reloading it. But yeah, that's a great bit of kit for clearing rooms. And is that um, is that green gas or is that CO2? That is green gas. Green gas. And there he and is. And is it um, seen any action in the field yet? Or is that no, any, none um, at all. None at all. I bought it because it was shiny. And once again, it's one of the <laughs> things that is lovely and shiny. And it sits there and it looks very, very pretty. So there we go. That's my show and tell. It's a well piece done. of essential kit that I've never used. Yet. <laughs> yet. 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 But I'll make a conscious effort to make you more use of it in 2021. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, have you lads got any um any events coming up at all? Well, we did have um Longmore, but sadly, alas. Oh yes, it was cancelled again. Again, yeah. I mean, yeah, ruddy mod, isn't it? You know, it's it's no fault of the site owner, is it? You know, it's one of those. And Mike Williams, one of the one of the one of the best best run events is a. A legion event so if no one's ever been to one before then i do seriously suggest you get yourselves booked on to the next one once all this nonsense is over because um yeah you'll be missing out here yeah, they are fantastic events and very well run i'd like to add but um we've got octo 8 to look forward to uh november last weekend in november i believe mike is it yep uh and that will be yeah and that's a very very heavy role play based uh, event which i had been through before prior to that I, I mean obviously there was an element of role play to every milsim but they 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 very much based their events on the storyline and how heavily involved everybody gets as a team and as an individual and for me that made it a really 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 enjoyable event I thoroughly enjoyed it so uh, yeah i'll be looking forward to the second installment of that Good stuff, and then probably tying quite nicely in with that. So Dan Wonstalls has put a question on the uh, the chat, just saying, "What's your what's your favourite Milsim site?" Ooh. mine's Longmore. It's got to be Longmore. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I try and think of somewhere else every time, but I mean, yeah. until I mean, I haven't visited Bramley, um, so I'd like to I'd like to take part in an event at Bramley if I can. But at the minute, as it stands, from the however many sites I've been to, Longmore is by far. Yeah, one of the best sites I've ever been to, and that, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a urban training centre. So you know, it's a military based training centre. So you, it's going to be the best uh, within reason for um obviously for real steel training and uh, being able to take part in an event even on that sort of ground, if you like, is uh, is is fantastic and it's a fantastic experience. So yeah, it's a uh, yeah quite humbling to see how much goes into an event like that. Yeah, it's it's the vehicles as well. Obviously, you've got space for vehicles. You know, you've got proper houses that you can storm through. There's tunnels, and you, you know, you. When you're actually defending a base, you are actually defending a base. You know, it, it's not just yeah, absolutely barricades yeah. made out of like pallets and you know, watering cans and stuff like that. You know, it's a proper proper <laughs> actual structure. Um, yeah. I know one of the events we did, um, we had to stand too because the op for it actually started climbing over the walls into the base so you know we were sweeping like um lodging cabins by that like shipping containers for like enemy combatants that might have like snuck into the base that was pretty cool yeah, yeah. as dan just said even with two hours of sleep over the whole weekend absolutely amazing absolutely and i think amazing. that and i think it really does add to it though that you know the fact you're suffering with some fatigue you know you've been on your feet for 14 15 16 hours you know you, you're doing you're on constant rotation so um, and it all adds to the experience, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, long war and a, with the Legion events is um, fantastic, absolutely outstanding. Rachel Silas just asked if anyone's been to Catterick. I know I haven't. 
No. No. Again, another site I'd love to go to. I really would love to go to. Yeah, I'd love to make the long journey up there. That would be cool. I think that's part of the challenge, isn't it? You know, sort of living living down in the southeast. Um, you know, I suppose we're quite spoiled, you know, in regards to we've got a lot of local sites, you know, in the vicinity. Um, yeah. you know, obviously you've then got, you know, for you know, for you guys and for myself, um, the long wars, you know, you know, and, and the Legion events, you know, aren't, aren't too far to get to either. But I think obviously anything like, you know, the cat carrick, the trees, you know, some of the some of these big sites, big events are quite a mission, aren't they? And I think it's the whole thing of, you know, you've got a week weekend event or it's going to be a four-day event you know where you've got to sort of spend the whole day traveling to get there to unpack and get ready a couple of days then worth of gaming and then pack up and come yeah, home yeah definitely so, I, I mean again something next year that i would love to uh, start traveling out further afield you know i'd love to go down to wales just some of the scenery i've seen in, in wales of events it's, oh christ so yeah i'd love to get involved with something down there it'd be fantastic that'd be really cool and again Catterick, again another place i'd like to go I think I think for me, a I missed the sand pit. I don't know if you guys ever went to the sand pit at um, Blue Water. Um, which is, is that dark water? Uh, no, no. So sand pit was pretty much the, the, the quarry over from Blue Water Shopping Centre. Right. Um, okay. Where you know it, it, it was by and large back then a construction site, um, but a construction site used by uh, Christ. What's the name? Is it? Can't miss it. UCAP. Um, it UCAP, yeah, yeah. yeah, UCAP, yeah, and then they sort of, you know, turned it, used it, and turned it into a bit of a um, uh, an airsoft site, and it was brilliant, you know, because it, it was urban, you know, you had buildings, you had massive piles of sort of uh, excess quarry rock, etc. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, obviously you had the cliffs, you know, and you've got sort of landing bits that are full of the, the water and, and the lake and that, and that was really, really good because it was different, you know, to, to what probably what we've got, you know, in the southeast, which is by and large sort of, you know, woodland sites you know and, and you know varying degrees of woodland sites that we've been to but the sand pit was just one of those you know breath of fresh air very very different you know and such a bloody shame that you know it's now gone and it's, it's you know it's all being turned into houses but i must admit there was another site that I must, you know, the guy divides opinion, but there was a kicking, kicking Mustang um, video recently where I think he was in the West Midlands and he was at a quarry site and it looked absolutely fantastic um okay. you know and, and that's look, look, that's not a plug for his plug for his channel his videos but it was just one of those that cropped up and i was like oh, that really reminds me you know of, of the sand pit you know which was just that different type of terrain etc so yeah and i think you know there's, there's a, there is a plethora of sites across the uk and and some some aren't always as prevalent as, as other ones and i think it's just you know keep an eye out on, on platforms and seeing what other people within the community are, are you know playing at you know and, and maybe we get ourselves along to something like that for a bit different definitely yeah be well up for that that'd be, that'd be cool i think i think there's also like just, just don't let's not poo poo little sites as well because you know whilst whilst you've got Longmore and you've got all the mod sites like you know and catering and sort of places like that i've been to some really good mill sims and sort of like battle sims and sort of even even other it was like some sort of extended skirmish they called it because you know we haven't got enough categories between skirmish and mill sims <laughs> that one as well um <laughs> it doesn't matter actually on the site it, you know the site it, it's more about how the events run and to me it's having enough space to run a proper event you know there's no point in having a really tiny site and trying to run a milsim there in my mind because you can't maneuver you know a lot of milsim is not just contact 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 you know you've got that kind of recon element you've got that right we're going to go over there and get in position and then you sit there for an hour nothing happens and then you get into contact you know you've got to have that space to have that kind of play um but yeah i mean obviously our, our favorite sites might be the, the 
the, the premier ones. Um, but but then again, you know, they're only premier because they're military installations. You know, they're military training yeah. grounds. That's and that's purely, the, and that's lucky that the airsoft company who's landed the contract, if you like, to host their events at that site have fallen on their feet. And it's purely because it is a military site. You know, there's no two ways about it. You know, if if there were, if there was no airsoft site there, it would still be a military site. You know, so in a way, it's the it's the actual company that's been allowed to host there over who've struck gold, if you like. <laughs> uh, we've had a question from Dom about uh, any plans to play abroad or have done. I'd like to do that one in Europe, like the 90,000 strong. Yeah, with the vehicles and the tanks. Oh, and the my trucks. God. Have you seen the vi- Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was that called? Oh. I don't know. Is that, is, that, is that one of that's one of the more Eastern European ones, isn't yeah. it? It's definitely out east way, yeah. But it's border war, it's called border, war. border wars. That's the one, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the, the one that I've seen quite a few times, I, I think it's based in it's, it's either France or it's Belgium. It's like a, it's an old world, well, disused World War Two um site, you know, which is um sort of all ruins. And again, you've it's, got the yeah. tunnel, you've got sort of again, it's all multi leveled as well, isn't it? You know, you've got your sort of your tunnels and, and your fortifications sort of almost built into the side of a hill and then you've got the opportunity to go on top of it in it around it you know yeah i think incredible. Um, kenny our lead sniper in our team he he went there a couple of years ago i think i think it's a i want to say it's a napoleonic fort in the forest yes, somewhere yeah, in france yeah, and yeah, it is yeah, in france yeah. yeah and um he said yeah he said that's an epic site absolutely epic site and the guy who runs that is outstandingly helpful and a very nice gentleman apparently Everyone was very well looked after, and he's a yeah spot on organizer. So, another place I'd like to visit as well. It's probably one of those things as well. I think you know if we was to get a bit, and again, you know, I think you know we've caveated you know what November Foxtrot is that none of us are pro Milsim players. You know, we're all you know, you know we're all on the journey on this. You know, and I can only speak for myself, but I'm a very local Milsim player. If if people understand what that is, but you know, I think it's one of those that you know, if I'm to become a little bit more educated on on the logistics involved with doing an event in Europe, and if it is quite straightforward, as you know, as long as your riffs are clearly marked as a riff, and you can put it in a you know your pelly case in the back yeah, of a transport car and, securely and, safely, and, yeah. and, and drive across to a France or Belgium, then you know, for me, absolutely. Absolutely, you know, it would be a fantastic thing to do. Mm, definitely, yeah. What about <laughs> so Cameron has posted, are there any sites that you wouldn't go back to? So I think we're all gonna avoid saying specific sites because you know if we we'll have honest reviews, but let's let's not, you know, purposely be critical. And yeah. what I would say, what I would say is there was one event that I went to that I'm not gonna name the name of the event or the location, but the other team went home. Um, so it was a DEA versus cartel event. We were the cartel in this particular one. Um, the DEA kind of got a bit fed up and they all left, at which point it just ended up with cartel versus cartel because we had no one else to shoot. Um, and I think that was not necessarily I don't that. I don't think I was no, there. you weren't at that one. Um, it wasn't necessarily poor management. I think it was just again, this might have come down to the fact the site was a bit too small. Um, maybe you know. I don't know. I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot of people sort of claiming non-hit taking. Um, yeah, it it wasn't the best event, and I think this kind of harks back to sort of something you said earlier, Lance, which is you know sometimes you kind of just got to have a bit of a positivity about you, even with an event that's going badly, because otherwise it just brings the whole event down. If everyone leaves, exactly, yeah, this is it. You know, 
it just makes the whole event a bit naff. And I and I went away from that sort of saying, you know, ah, oh, I'm not going to do another one of those. And I haven't since, you know. And maybe maybe they maybe that's a tarnished opinion. Maybe they're you know not as bad as I as I think they are in my mind. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that one again. I mean, it's probably yeah. fair to fair to say and, and in camp you know cameron's bob on and it is a controversial you know controversial question and i don't think i'm in a position to sling any sites under the bus but you know what i would say is sometimes you get a feel for how an event's going to go within probably the first five ten minutes of, of turning up and um, i always remember mm -hmm. you know it was one sunday morning and i went to a particular site you know and i, I, I drove up into the car park and the marshal you know the marshal in his own words was you know we've got like excess of 170 people today you know there's a certain group of individuals you know who have caused a few problems in the past and they're all here again today and i think it was that point if you know i honestly said to myself fuck this i'm going somewhere else and literally I just turned around <laughs> you know and, and i think that, that that's part Bye. of my own temperament to say you know what my, my, my temperament how i'm feeling this morning just isn't fucking ready for this mm. so i actually i actually fucked off to another site um and that site is a small site and there was probably i'm going to say 20 people on that site but i really freaking enjoyed it you know so it's it just, a brilliant day as well though, and, it? And, it, and it just worked you know it just worked for me you know and, and like i say it's one of those that you know when when, when that particular marshal said that i just thought yeah today today for me is going to be a little bit of a i'm going to excuse my french it's going to be a bit of a clusterfuck and there's going to be loads of people either moaning that you haven't taken your hits or calling out oh you should be taking your hits or you know no. No, that particular day, that particular time, you know, turns on the toes, went elsewhere and had a fantastic day, you know, and yeah. actually sort of, I was glad I did because I've never been to that, this other site before, um, you know, and it was a very, very, very different type of operation, you know, but it, it was a quite a family orientated site. Um, as I said, low numbers, but I had a fantastic day. You know, it's one of those days, you know, for me, you know, what, what do I like skirmishing for? Well, a lot of it is just to, to hone my skill, you know, hone, hone my craft. And, you know, that particular day, it was, you know, I just, you know, sniper with myself um, and just been, you know, just, just dialing in the sniper and, you know, picking off people from a, a bloody good distance, really. And it worked for me. So, so yeah, I can't say that, you know, there's any sites that I wouldn't go back to because, there's, again, there's probably too many variables. But I think, yeah. you know, just A, know your own temperament and B, you know, read the site within the first five minutes because, you know, if you're, again, for me, if you're spending that time away from your, your family then and spending your money on a site, then, you know, I, I want a decent return on my investment and me leaving sort of halfway through the day pissed off and wound up isn't isn't how i want to spend a weekend away from my family no exactly yeah and like i'm saying um for, for like especially for like a milsim event at a site because it can it's 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 always on a knife edge it could go one or two ways it could be fantastic or it could be you know crap and it's like oh you know and and to judge a site on one of their events i think that's quite difficult i mean obviously if it's a genuinely crap site like if you're going like the facilities they've got available, the staff they've got there, their attitude they've got towards the players, and how they how people are treated, and, and things like that, then yeah, you could genuinely class it as a crap site and wouldn't visit it. But I don't know if I could base um, not returning to a site on one of the events that they've hosted, you know, unless there are the variables that I've just mentioned in there, like you know, unwelcoming staff and, and the facilities being pants, you know, irrelevant. If the if the event was rubbish but the site was really good, I'd be it'd be really difficult to say oh, no, I wouldn't go back there again because you don't know you know maybe they're just finding their feet so it's you know it's going to be a tough one to just come back from an event I mean I would never slate if, if an event was completely pants um, and it was you know it, purely because of the way it had been organised or it just wasn't, hadn't gone anywhere then I'd be 
sort of mindful of whether I'd just come back and say, I'll, just, I'll, I'll be honest and say, yeah, look, it wasn't a very good event. It didn't work out. But, you know, hopefully it's, it was their first or second event at that site where they've been hosting the Milson World Battle Scene. So hopefully by number three, if everyone still stays behind the event and behind the company that's hosting it, then by number three, hopefully they'll, they'll have it nailed down and everyone will be enjoying it. But again, it's, it's personal preference and not everyone's going to enjoy it, you know, depending on what taskings they've been given and things like that. You know, it's... um. But uh, I, I certainly wouldn't say that... Get train duty for the weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're, you're barrel boy, burning the barrels. Yeah. Get, get out there. Here's some diesel now. Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, it's a difficult one. Like for um, saying a, 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 a site I wouldn't go back to. I don't think there is a site that I'd never go back to as such. Um, but there may be an event organiser that I probably wouldn't deal with. There might be one or the two of them kicking about. Certainly, there probably is actually. Yeah, hundred percent. There is one or two of them. <laughs> so, 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 Rage of Files put up. You know, again, a, a good comment on there, just saying that his nearest site is an old open prison. Um, but obviously, because of COVID, they're now limiting the numbers. But actually, the limited numbers is actually making for a better day. Um, so I think yeah, that's that that's, you know, it's a really, really interesting comment, isn't it? Um, you know, and what I would say is Rage of File, that you know, that you've, you've contributed this week and last week. So thank you, you know, for, for you know giving giving us a second chance when we had all them tech players. But I think you, you know, I think. I think you know that for you is probably an I appreciate you mentioned last week, Rage Farlet. You know you you want to get into Mill Sims, and I think that for you is, is your mindset to you know beginning to adjust as well. Um, you know, once upon a time a skirmish with three hundred players, you know, was may may have been the greatest thing. But you know, I think the more you sort of transition to want to battle sim and get into Mill Sim, that actually you find lesser numbers. You know, where we stand here, he's had to go and find the opposition. You know, and, and don't know about you guys. You know, I really enjoyed a recon. Um, you know. They, there was there was a a, a Milsim we went to and, and you guys were there as well. And I think, you know, part of the task for the day was, you know, having to go and do a ton of ton of recon and by from like eight o'clock in the morning till sort of one o'clock in the afternoon. We haven't we haven't shot anyone. You know, it was about yeah. trying to locate the enemy fob and take some photos of the fob and feed it back to, to zero for, you know, part of an objective for the day. Just, sorry, Mike, just quickly, like you said there, and, and people who want to venture into Milsim, they need to sort of get it in the mindset where they they can't turn up expecting to just get guns blazing. It's going to be firefight. It's going to be firefight because you could well be 18 hours into the event and you haven't even fired one round out of your um, out of your mag yet. You know, yeah. you could you could potentially spend a weekend and not empty two bags. You know, that's, that's what people need to prepare themselves for. Don't think of a milsim as a skirmish, but over a long period, it really isn't. If it's run correctly and the two teams on the ground and conduct themselves correctly, then you you, you it's, it's far from a skirmish day. Totally. So, so, so here's a here's a question to both of you guys. And so, you know, really, really valid points that, you know, you rock up to a skirmish and you might not fire a single shot, you know, for, for a good, like you say, 17, 18 hours. Do you think that the site, the Milsim organiser, uh, Milsim organiser needs to be sort of caveating that and managing expectations or, or you know, sort of just let people turn up eyes wide open? No, I, I mean, I think that people should turn up to a Milsim and expect to, or I'd like to think, people would do their research before attending an event like that and um, I think that people should turn up to an event expecting to work a lot harder they'd be out on the ground constantly there'd be no alright that's the end of that first game chaps everyone back to the safe zone for pats on the back and tea um, you know once the game starts so the bell goes at 7am in the morning and then the whistle blows at half past five Sunday afternoon so anything can happen in them 24, 36 hours and um, if you fire a shot or not is obviously down to you it's down to the team it's down to how you conducted yourself um throughout the course of the event 
you know, if you get yourself, yourself into a position where you're engaging in a big firefight, then, you know, kudos to you. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, because um, yeah, it's great getting rounds down, but then also it means that you've been contacted by the enemy. If you're in a recon position, then no one should even know you were there. So, mm, weighing it up. It's good field craft as well. It's, it, it, there's, there's so many elements to a milsim that's not just about going there with your, with your, your riff shooting BBs. You know, there's the field craft side of it. You know, there's setting up your fob. There's your, all your personal kit, your admin and things like that and, and getting used to that and running that and looking after yourself for that weekend where you're reliant on yourself and you've got your team around you that's, that you're going to help each other out. And that's part. That's probably a massive part of a milsim event for me is, is definitely the camaraderie of my guys in my team and um, and how we conduct ourselves, you know, and um, and and put into the event and take take away from the event what we want. So, fair enough. And and again, so go on, Michael. Jump in. I think you definitely need a, a, like a good firefight at some point. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a, a milsim is effectively an airsoft event, um, be it just under a different flag. And you know, we all, we want to shoot some rounds. You know, and there's nothing. I mean, I also run an LMG, so every time I fire at anybody, anyway, <laughs> I fire two hundred rounds at a minimum. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, I mean, some of the best, uh, or some of the best firefights I've had are the ones where you are proper pinned down, running out of ammunition. Um, you know, you're, you're stuck in a tower or a stockade or some sort of like, you know, limited position. You can't get out of there. The enemy's coming for you, and you've got to fight them off. Um, that being said, sounds terrifying. The whole weekend is like that. <laughs> the whole weekend is like that, though. Oh, it's just too much, and it, you might as well just go to a skirmish, you know. And you find that you're just constantly battling for the same bit of ground for the whole weekend. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit of a drain. Um, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong; it's still it's still fun, you know. And it, as Lance said, it's the people around you that kind of make an event. I think. Um, I think one of the biggest problems with events sometimes can be cliques. You know, if you've got teams of players or groups of players that are clearly very good mates, but then don't engage with anyone else, then you know. Even if you're on the same side, you are effectively acting as different teams. I've been to mm. events where I've been laying there waiting for a medic, and I've had a whole squad of people just run past me. Like, yeah, no, we're not going to medic you because you're not in our team. It's like, <laughs> great, thanks for that. <laughs> Respawn, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. That, that, and again, just to keep and keeping an active eye on the chat. So there's a couple of bits, and it's a Sean Sean Glasser. We all know, and it's a player you play play with or against. You know that that makes the game. And I suppose that's a really important bit, isn't it? You know, we 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 free are quite familiar with the opposing forces, um, whether it be you guys on, on NATO and, and me and the guys that I'm involved with generally on Op4. And I think, you know, that does help um, the cohesion of a weekend, you know, that, you know, if, if things aren't going the way um, that they're supposed to, then actually both, so, you know, both forces can actually have those honest and open conversations about what we need to do differently, what we need to try in that as well. So I think, yeah, absolutely, Sean, Sean hits the nail on the head on that one. And I think there's probably one moving on for Dan Warren still just saying about hammocks or ground sleeping um gents what, what what's your preference hammocks always hammocks are, hammocks are fantastic they really are if you've got a static position if, if you're there if you're on the obviously if you're on the move then yeah you just you just have to hunker down with a bivy bag in your dos bag uh if you can i mean the favorite might mean my probably my favorite uh bivy bag is probably my green one uh which is oh, i can't think of the name of it now it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. But it's a it's a nice, quick, mobile shelter, if you like. So you can literally toss bag inside a bivy bag. Or if it is like a warmer time of the year and you don't really require the the, uh, the sleeping bag, you can literally just sit, essentially climb inside the bivy. So, but if I had the choice, it would be a hammock all day long because it is the most wonderful night's sleep I've ever had 
in in the world ever. If I could rig one in my bedroom, I'd be in there. Literally, it's awesome. Awesome bit of kit. A hammock sleep is awesome yeah, after a long that. day. Yeah. Also, there's, there's a lot less bugs. Like I've I've got into a sleeping bag before, and honestly, you soak the sleeping bag, and it all just crawls away from you. You know, it's it's not nice. Whereas you get in a hammock, you know, there's only a few little few little things just flick them off, and oh, it's nice. <laughs> it's good. Hammocks are wicked. Mark, have you, uh, Mark, have you got a hammock? I, you know what, I haven't. It's one of those things that I've sort of been thinking about. So I suppose you know I'm guilty as every other airsofter that you know when when I pack a, I always try and pack some creature comforts, but I pack way too frigging much, and I just end up getting at the top of a hill moaning about how much of stuff I've brought. Um, so I've got like um, like it's like a fishing bivy, um, you know, which sort of it's collapsible in a you know bit of a, a weird way, um, but it just gives me sort of you know full full sort of shelter from the elements, mm. and then I take just a little bit of a, it's a very very small light collapsible little camping bed again because you know I've, I've done the the ground mats on the floor you know and i wake up i start feeling like shit um which you can do without the next day so i've got myself like just something that just keeps me off the grounds just that much so again i'm not you know exposed to the cold cold floor or got you know bugs and, and all of that jazz sort of climbing yeah. up me um you know but i must admit yeah i thought about I thought about hammocks you know again just that diversification for next year a hammock, Mike. You will not go. You will not. You will not look back, mate. It, honestly, it, it is so comfortable. It's unreal to sleep in a hammock. And and the and the sort. I mean, it's literally palm, palm of your hand, condenses down, and that is it. Hammock, mm. especially in the summer months, mate. If you get a hammock, you get a little jungle bag, snug pack jungle bag, which I've got, because I've got the um, snug pack jungle bag and the uh, base camp extreme uh, three season. What you can then do is you can put the jungle bag inside the three season, and you get your four season. So you've got the two bags, two options still. So you still got your summer and spring and autumn full bag. Um, and that's essentially you could get your whole sleep system and shelter inside a little day sack. And that's, that's how condensed it is, especially using the hammocks. There's no roll mats. There's no there's no big bivy bags or anything like that. It's just a basher and a hammock. And that's it. We good. have had a bit of a problem, though, with uh, sometimes the sleep system's too comfy. And um, some of our team, I, I know I'm, I'm guilty of this. You know, not, one, well, oh, yeah. not wanting to get up at 5.25 when the alarm Sleeping until 9 in the morning, it's great. <laughs> Efforts must be doubled. <laughs> right, I think we are pretty much nearing the end of this hour. Um, we are going to try and keep these to a bit of an hour because um, I appreciate, you know, Friday night, everyone's got to go out and uh, you've still got an no, hour to get... <laughs> yeah, 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 you've got an hour, yeah. <laughs> you've got an hour not to go to the farm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you'd like to join us next week, uh, we will be back. Uh, we're going to be discussing, uh, we, well, Mike and I discussed this before Lance joins, but we're going to be discussing uh, cooking systems and food. Um, something that's very dear to my heart. I've been eating all my life. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, we, uh, we, yeah, it does make a big difference having nice grub um, after you've been running around for sort of 10 hours straight. Um, so that's what we're going to be just next week. Uh, if anyone wants to ask us any other questions, um, either related to that or we can have a little question sesh, uh, then uh, throw them in the chat now or, you know, on our Instagram or Facebook or YouTube um, and we'll get those answers. This this podcast episode will be uploaded to YouTube as well. So feel free to have a review of that if you really want to. Um, or send it to your friends, you know. Tell anyone you think, right, send it that way. Um, uh, in the future, we're hoping to have uh, some guests on. Uh, we don't know who they'll be yet because, you know, depends which of our mates are interested. Um, yeah. And aren't pissed at the time. 
Oh, I, think, I think equally what we're trying to do from that isn't it is just you know hey you know let's bring in some of the, the guys and, and girls that you know we, we would play with um you know because they bring something different they bring you know their, their agendas that their, their you know unique selling points you know to to the events but equally we're trying to get you know some some of you know not not celebrities i'm not using that word but you know we want to try and get people from the airsoft community to come on board you know so we've had you know i've had me personally on i've had conversations with um jason at longbow bb you know would be interested in popping in and just talking to us a little bit about him what he does and his business and i'm a massive advocate of that um you know uh, jim jim from platoon stores in rochester um you know a they're, they're a big airsoft provider in the southeast and um, but equally they are and they've massively branched out into to all of the camping bits as well so i think yeah you know it's um you know it's really really good just to try and tap that wealth of knowledge out there and just not listen to you know just us free and, and, and our our experiences on a weekly basis yeah that sounds cool i'm just replying to people in the chat <laughs> <laughs> Really typing, really typing. And I think look, look, for the guys that have joined us in the chat, you know, and there's been quite a few of them tonight, you know, thank you very much. And, you know, look, yeah, we're, 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 guys. Well, we're, good on you. we're equally keen to, you know, to, to ask you to help us to shape how these, how these go on a weekly basis. So I think as, uh, you know, nine volts already said, you know, we've got an email address, you know, you can pop comments on here. We're on Facebook streaming at the moment, or we've got a page on Instagram and just drop us a note, you know, what, what, what do you want to see? You know, what, what do you feel that will add value, you know, to your time spending with us for 60 minutes on a Friday night? Cause we're, you know, we're really keen to, to try and harness that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Any ideas for any topics that you'd like discussed or um, like we said, any questions that you've got or you'd like anything brought up in the next episode or the next podcast, then yeah, yeah, feel free to get in touch with any of us on our, any of our handles down the bottom of the screen there or through the uh, uh, NOFOs uh, contacts through the email, Instagram or Facebook guys. Yeah, definitely get in touch. We've also gone two episodes without anybody asking us. We're not why it's called November Foxtrot. So we'll see how long that plays off as well. <laughs> you can't bring that up. You see, you know, someone's going to ask next week. No, you can't no, do that. You've planted the seed, look. You've done a little seed. Episode. You've got to commit to that one. <laughs> it's part, part of the secret sauce. It is, exactly. absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I've said that, that. Thanks, everyone, for tonight. Thanks, Mike, for hosting. Thanks, for Absolutely, Lance, yeah. For Thanks, everyone. For Sorry, doing. I was late. Apologise. Yeah, I make no problems with Smarky down for that one, but um, no. Yeah. It's, I, 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 I had two major problems this evening. One was nine years old, and one was seven years old. But um, they were <laughs> swiftly dealt with. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, all good. Cool. Right. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We'll see you next week at eight. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Goodbye. guys. Cheers. Bye, bye. Be safe.